Now that we have ontologically defined the three elements of love and of hate, and have considered the option of living without either, what about God? Does he love, hate, or exist in a passionless existence without either? God, by ontological definition, is the reason there is something instead of nothing. So the elemental will to exist and to continue existing must be present. If he were to hate himself, there would have to be another reason why there is something instead of nothing, and that would be God. So we are back to the ontological proof of God's existence. As discussed earlier, as an omnipresent, omniscient, complete being, he exists by necessity and thus is his own meaning. Therefore, he does satisfy the three elements of love, but but only nominally, in the same way that he has a will, as we discussed earlier. Just as he wills by, by necessity is a source of something instead of nothing, not in the human sense of willing or wanting something we lack, God ontologically must love himself because he must. He cannot hate himself as humans can and do. This means that he cannot be passionless. Even if he does not hate, there will always be self-love in God. The more interesting question is, can he hate others? He cannot hate himself, but what about the something that he has created? If we are all just thoughts in the mind of God, as the philosopher Spinoza and many ancient and Eastern philosophies say we are, then we should all share and know of the self-love that God has. In which case, I should not be asking the question that I am asking. However, I am asking it, and it is clear that God loving himself is not a love present in all living things, in all living beings, at least not in humans. God's self-love seems to be present in animals and in non-human life because they do not commit suicide. So nature, the natural world, and non-human life seems to be a reflection of God's love and always have God's self-love. Whereas humans, on the other hand, not only can lack it and contemplate suicide, but actually lose it and commit suicide. As I emphasized in the truth illusion uh, portion of this podcast series, even when we start contemplating language ontologically to get around the problem of whereof one cannot speak, thereof one must be silent, we cannot abandon the three basic tools of logic. Identity, non-contradiction, excluded middle. To say that we cannot speak of something is a contradiction because we are speaking about it. Thus logic, to a certain extent, is able to speak about that which it cannot speak, but only to a very limited extent, as we have been contemplating. However, if this ontological thought violates these basic rules of logic, then just as for other logical statements, The thought is not true ontologically or otherwise. Since he must love himself, if we are really just thoughts in the mind of God, this love should be evident in all of us. It clearly is not. In reality, it is factually undisputed that God hates certain people, in particular the poor, and that this hate even extends to animals and other creations, while he prefers others. In reality, it is factually undisputed that it prefers certain lives, to, certain lives to exist, to continue existing, and to have meaning, and thus loves them while others he hates. So as much as I admire Spinoza, we have to reject the pantheistic view of reality. 
It seems that my initial card game analogy is more accurate than I thought. Somehow, God, the reason there is something instead of nothing, set up the cards, card table, antes, and players, got the game started, and now is sitting back outside the game watching to see how it all ends, though he knows how it all ends. So God does love nominally. He has to love himself in the same way he has to will his, will his existence. He nominally wills and loves. Also, since reality establishes that he does hate, God does hate, but not himself. Somehow, God was able to create a something and then remain outside of the something created. How can he do this? On this question, we have truly reached an issue whereof one cannot speak, therefore one must be silent. However, the answer of how he does it does not matter to our question of why he hates the poor. He can and does. We discussed earlier that the concept of the Trinity might have been created by Christian theologians as a way to get around the amoral nature of God. God knows he is amoral. In order to reach an understanding with his human creations, God becomes human, human, so on and so forth. Does this Trinity concept help us in any way on this issue of God's ability to hate? I want to discuss this option as a side issue for a moment in the next, next podcast before we continue with our questioning.